Hello, 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 everyone. How are you? Hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful day and may peace be upon you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining my show. Yes, I can with me, your host, Dr. Istiha Jamil. And today I have the beautiful, the inspirational, the heartwarming Deb Rossman, who is a number one international best-selling author of the book, The Grieving Heart, and it is done. And today, Deb and I, we're going to be talking about how to be or the tips to be in creating joy in grieving process. Now, Dap can come in and say hello, hello, <laughs> hello, and welcome. Yes, hello, Istahar. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, my joyful heart, um, for having me here and letting me talk about something I'm passionate about and, um, and also explain, yeah, why I chose a joyful griever as, <laughs> as my handle. <laughs> Absolutely. And can I just say, acknowledge quickly that we yes. both matchy matchy yellow today, you know, yes. we're on the sunshine. <laughs> Who would have thought like, having, having the, um, uh, talking about grieving process and death yes. and passing, um, and, and self-healing, <laughs> we were, both of us popping the yellow color like it, it was I, I wish we were so it, organized and say we did coordinate we, we did it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> subconsciously we kind of knew like kind of this topic even though um it is sad it can be hard and it can be happy but it also part of the package of life and I just mm -hmm. wanted to share like really quickly that um when my grandmother mommy passed away earlier I think it was um last year um you know I was so sad because she's, she's someone that I I love the most I haven't seen her for years because of COVID she lives in another country I live in another country and that um as soon as that found out she immediately um gave me her book The Grieving Heart and um and you know their beautiful book um inspirational poem intended for learning that's right to learning to um self-soothing self-healing and i wanted to that and i am not gone which is in spotlight magazine available on amazon i am not gone was the first um, is the first poem and it's the first poem in the book is the first poem that i read and immediately it just calms me down because i'm thinking oh mommy is gone i can't see her and this and that but the first one is Deb is telling me I'm not gone. So Deb, darling, can you start just by quickly yes. reading yes. the poem for me? I Thank would be you. delighted to share my poem with you and, and all who are tuning in. I put it first because it, it really encapsulates what I believe. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to just sneak this in. And that is, I, I follow the teaching of physics. <laughs> physics that teaches us that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change form. And sure. I translate that as an artist, as a poet, I translate that into what made your beloved, you know, your, your loved one that you were, you were mourning the loss of, you know, her soul, her spirit is energy. What makes you sparkle and you sparkle you sparkle. That's energy. Well, that cannot be destroyed. So with that in mind, allow me to read you. I am not gone. Yes. Go ahead. Thank you. 
I'm going to actually read this here. Even though my body gave out and I'm no longer around, I am not gone. For you, my child, who is still so young, I pray you'll never feel that I abandoned you or that you are all alone. I am not gone. It's not just your memories of me that will keep me alive, although thinking about how much I love you and how proud I am of you is good. There are other forces, factors, helpers that will be there for you when you need me. I am not gone. They will constantly come and go from your life, for there can never be another me. But be there for you, they will be. Coworkers, friends, relatives, and many more providing you with comfort, advice, and care. So while it's true, I've left this realm, I'm still watching over you. And with my helpers, my agents, if you will, I am still there to guide you and advise you. I am not gone. When you miss me, just stand silently and listen to my voice beating inside you. My voice sings in the wind and will resound in others too, my helpers, for I am not gone. Oh, that's beautiful. It's just uh, the last paragraph. When you miss me, because I miss mommy so much. And, and you say that, you know, just be silent and you can hear me, right? She's mm-hmm. eating through me. She's in, you know, everywhere. Coursing, oh, coursing through your veins. She's coursing through your veins. Yes, she is, has always been a part of me. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I wanted to talk about, that yes. the grieving process is, yes. is part of it, like not to bypass it. It is Correct. something that is important that anybody has to go through. So Deb, can you talk a little bit more about it? Well, I just like sort myself out over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, first of all, understanding what causes the pain. Well, and, and you can go, well, Deb, that's, that's simple. You know, I just lost this person, you know, this, this, you know, major part of my life or a person who gave me life or, or, you know, what have you. And what, what I base everything on is that we, we pinch ourselves off. We spend initially, and, and this is why I want people to embrace this process. It's uncomfortable. And that's okay. Like, like you mentioned already, you know, it's part of a cycle. And um, as I like to, I like to say a little cheeky, none of us are getting out of here alive. So it's definitely part of the process. And so what I want to foster within people is the ability to self-soothe, the ability to embrace this uncomfortable process for the purpose of self-soothing, adjusting to the fact that physically your loved one is no longer physically, but their essence is alive and well and right next to you and surrounding you and beating inside of you, they are not gone. Now, does that matter when all you want is a nice warm hug? No. But reading 
reading, you know, keeping my book closed and flipping through it and something will catch like it did with you. Something will resonate and it may make you cry your eyes out. And that's good. Tears are the pressure valve to the soul. And with those tears and those ugly cry and everything, it does bring relief. And and I also want to foster the ability to self-soothe for the purpose of moving to the next step, which is hopeful. And the, and the third step, which is rejoining life full on again. And, and that brings me to a really critical thing here. And that is um, when I lost my dad, who was the first person, you know, very, very close to me. And I was lucky I was in my forties, you know, before dad uh, made his transition, but I was gutted as you are. And I was walking around clearly wearing my grief like a cloak, wearing my grief almost like a badge of honor. And one day, Izzy, it, it, I didn't hear a voice or anything like that, but all of a sudden I woke up with a solid knowing that this was not the way to honor my cherished beloved father. The best way that I could honor him and his memory is to jump back in both feet, grabbing life, wearing yellow (laughs) and just loving everything. So that's, you know, that's hopefully, you know, one of the things that people in the various pieces that I've written and included in the book that, you know, it is a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. We are all a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it's as tragic or light as we choose, as we choose to make it. But I think part of what helps that choice is the knowing that, that our essence does live on. And, and my book, um, you may have noticed, you know, it, it's non-denominational, you know, you, grief is universal. And, um, you know, that's where I, that's where I quote physics often. Absolutely. And if you read that book, right, um, I think what she did was so smart, um, because you put in a collection of poems that are about a page long, some of it are two, but most most of it are about a page long. And, you know, because when you're grieving, the last thing you want is want to pick up a Tony Robbins book, right? Like, you know, and kind of like read it all. And we love Tony. <laughs> yeah, we love Tony. But the last thing you want, like, an awaken the giant within. I don't want to awaken the giant. Like, you know, uh, like that um, message self-soothe, kind of like use um, uh, methods that, that can help you to take care of your heart, to take care of your body. So that was really smart what Deb did in creating those little poems, just really short, really simple, because um, I remembered on that day when um, mom and passed away, things just jumble, right? I mm-hmm. couldn't read properly and everything, but I could, with that poem, I couldn't pick up the words. I'm not gone, I'm here, in here. And the last paragraph, uh, you know, I could pick up a few simple words, um, even though I was functioning, but I'm actually not. So that is really right. smart. So self-soothing that what Dad does with her poem and poetry and her work and her YouTube channel, Dad Rossman, the Joyful Griever. Now, Dad, talk about 
this thing about self-soothing, self-healing, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we know in our society there are people who turn into um, alcohol or drugs or whatever it is to kind of self-soothe them without that's also a method of self-soothing, right? It but is, in fact. It, it, it's, it's, it is. You know, it's um, num- we, we make choices. They're not all good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So kind of like talk a little bit more. Why, yes. Why does it first start with self-soothing? Let's say using yes. poetry, for example, or using movement or right. using music or using... Um, you know, reading a particular verse or something. Uh, So talk about how we can do that and why is that important versus versus just kind of like um, shoving it so deep inside and not dealing with it. Uh, well, you, that's a very loaded question uh, insofar as that, yes, again, the purpose, um, my mission is to encourage, encourage, embrace, the grieving process. Try as best as you can to relax into the pain. Now, I am not a, 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 a psychologist, psychiatrist, grief expert like that. I am a poet. I have a poet's heart. And this is why I won't tell you the seven stages of grief. Like you said, you didn't want to read that. <laughs> You're, you're, you're there, you're there licking your wounds, you know, missing her. And that's, that's not what you want to hear. Not that that's not, you know, there's not a place for that. There certainly is. And I know people, um, and can make recommendations of people who are flat out, you know, that kind of counselor and have that kind of, uh, clinical, clinical background. I'm not clinical. I'm a, I'm a, a person who, who, breathes and eats and loves and cries and screams and primal scream therapy. I did that a couple of times, but this is the thing. We are all so individual. Grief is universal, but the way we process it is completely as unique as our thumbprint. So that's why the poetry, that's where the poetry comes from for me. Um, some of the things that I encourage, you know, when talking and sharing the poems, my talks, you know, I, I share, you know, several pieces at one of my talks and in between, you know, I just let people know what I did and what I did isn't going to necessarily work for you, but certainly, you know, like I said, crying is actually good. You know, people have been known to, uh, take a cocktail or a pill or a this or a that. And, and I'm not judging, you know, at, you know, there, there's a point, especially when it's so fresh, especially when all you can do is pinch yourself off, you know, believing that they're gone from your life completely physically. Yes, but not completely, but we pinch ourselves off. We tend to, we tend to focus and look back where they used to be instead of acknowledging where they still are. But during that time, it, I want people to actually try to not only embrace the pain, but relax into the pain. And, and I use the poetry, you know, to, to inspire tears. Um, walking in nature was one of the things that I did. Walking in nature. And in fact, the process of writing, writing things down, it, it, it 
wasn't right away. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to people. It, it was many months into, you know, the loss of my father. And, and right on the heels of that, I lost my sister. And then there was a family friend. And then there was my mother all within a few short years. And I even lost my condo due to a, a fire. <laughs> I was going through a lot of loss. And in fact, they there were close friends of mine who were worried. They were worried about me and about my mental health. A friend uh, loaned me her book, uh, Rhonda, Burns, the, uh, Rhonda Burns, The Secret. And that was my introduction to the law of attraction, which is now I can't, I'm, I always did use it. And you're familiar. I know you're familiar with it. You know, that whatever you focus upon is your reality, whatever you stay focused upon. And that's why I want people to embrace the grieving process in order to move past it, move through it embrace it. And um, things that I did that are, you know, were on the healthier side. Uh, and I, I, all my choices were not healthy. But it was going to nature. And, and nature has always soothed me. And it's always inspired me. And it's always motivated me. And so I began to write. And um, yes, it, actually, in my my final poem in the book, if you'll let me share that at some point when we close, I do acknowledge, as you already acknowledged, the 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 creativity is endless. You know, it is singing, it's dancing, it's writing, it's it, you know, sculpting, it's it's uh, it's whatever connects you, and it's a it's also a lovely way to to create a memorial you know, for someone that you may be missing, you know, to, to do a sculpture of them for them in their honor, in their name. Um, but there are so many ways, but uh, I hope, did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And I love the part when you say, like you mentioned that you go to nature, that's something that kind of like soothes you, calms you down. And um, this Japanese people that have a thing for forest bathing, you know, when you kind of like go to the forest and bathe in the essence yes. um, of the forest, of the yes. coolness, of the calmness, of the solitude of it. And mm -hmm. obviously you breathe better because there's a lot of oxygen Correct. Of, the, Correct. of the trees. <laughs> and some places you have the trees, you have the river, and it would be so beautiful, wouldn't it? You would step into the river as mm -hmm. with uh, the trees. Mm -hmm. Now, Deb, this grieving process, you mentioned that you had um, one loss after the other. Now, what mm -hmm. I noticed with this um, grieving, I, I also had other family members who passed away. But because mom is just so close to me, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. it doesn't stop. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, I mean, like, it's not every day. I'm not saying that, but, you know, there have been episodes, right? Mm -hmm. When I'm suddenly oh no, like, you know, I caught myself, you know, I think about her. And mm -hmm. the other the other day, and I woke up, so they, oh my God, mom is gone. I can't eat her cooking anymore. So mm -hmm. it comes in episode. So do you have like, um, what would be your tip in kind of like handling that? Because people just want it to end, right? Because it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. You people have do. like a poetry that you, in your book, I think it's like in the middle poetry, um, mm -hmm. Do you have one that you can share a couple of lines with us to kind of soothe you know, or, or your tips that you have in kind of mm -hmm. like, 
it's, it's going to be an ongoing process, not just Correct. that moment and then it's gone. And Correct. so do you have any tips and kind of um, to navigate that or do you have like a poetry that can, can kind of speak into mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, thank you. That said, um, it is an ongoing process. It has been, I mean, my, I lost uh, mom in 2008 and, you know, are there, are there times that, you know, I might well up sometimes, but it's very rare because I feel more her, her, her life force and her essence with me all the time. So somewhere, somewhere between gutted and, and happy, you know, there was a transition. And again, for me, it was, you know, that's why I broke it down into loss, hope, and living. My good news is that grief is something that you can walk away from. It doesn't mean you're not going to miss your beloved, but it means that it won't control your life. Does it mean, you know, you won't want to try and recreate the recipe? You might. In fact, that's what I did uh, when I lost mom. She was a great cook. And so um, I, I, all I wanted to do was create her recipes and eat them. And I'm still working on getting rid of the extra pounds from that, from that time. Now I feel like she's infused with me. As you know, I love to cook still, and I am now all about whole food (laughs) plant-based. And so I'm recreating mom's best recipes. (laughs) But um, let me think, as far as a nugget, pearl of wisdom, once you've really embraced the process and aren't afraid of the pain, you then get to a point where you become, you get your sea legs. And, and the key, the key is to stop looking where they used to be. That just keeps us in that painful pinched off loss. And the key is to acknowledge that energy cannot be destroyed. It can only change form. And try to, through meditation, that would be the technique. The technique would be meditation. And some people are rubbish at it, like I am still, even though I do it every day. But that's where, that's where the walks in nature are just as good. <laughs> so, and, and it's with the walks in nature that instead of pining over where they used to be, you can breathe in that clean air. You can you know, enjoy those fresh ions in the air from the waterfall. And you can, you can look toward where they are. And I think once you truly, truly accept that they are not gone, which is why that resonated with you so much and why it's the first piece. Once you can truly believe that they are not gone, then you become easy about it. Then, then, then the episodes that catch you off guard become less and less and less. And you actually get to the good part, living. And 
and, and knowing that by you living your best and happiest life is honoring your loved one. That's when you feel their love shine in the sunshine down on your face. That is absolutely beautiful. And what you mentioned about life force, right? You know, like the transition, like, you know, from gutted, heartbroken, everything to kind of where you are now is the life force that, you know, the life force is always going to be within you, in your presence, around you, wherever um, it is. <laughs> For some reason, it reminds me of Tony Robbins' book again, because he had just, he just had a book, Life Force. Tony just keeps bombing this, this, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. Like, uh, but it's kind of like the life force is, is like, it's within you, right? And that life force can manifest in different ways it can manifest in tears in laughter in joy in movement exactly (laughs) cooking like for you if you check on dad's instagram she's always cooking she's now moved on to plant-based whole food now um god knows what she ate before but now it's like plant-based delicious things (laughs) so it's kind of uh, she's um recreating things uh with a twist uh that's what i wanted to say recreating things with a twist um so tap before we kind of wrap up this um, session and um when we wrap up i want you to read your your final poem as i told you because we read the first and we'll we'll read the final one and um question then Mm -hmm. Where, um, what is the one thing that you, what is one fun thing that you do that people don't know about, apart from cooking and going into the, uh, the, the forest? Well, the fun thing for me is theater, as in, <laughs> as in, well, not just going to the theater, I love going to the theater, but um, I have uh, fabulous theatrical friends, uh, Kelly Burr is a brilliant young playwright, and so I get called into Zoom groups through through her website and through her um, events, uh, and we do readings. We do staged readings and whatnot. My my original passion was the theater, as in to be an actor. And um, also, while I'm giving the shout out there, uh, Chris. Chris Unker is the person who, when people go and view my beautiful um, videos in, in, on my channel, that gorgeous music, he's, he's the composer and he's brilliant. And um, so between the two of them, they, they help uh, polish this rough stone <laughs> and they're fabulous. But uh, so that's what I like to do for fun. I like to do... Uh, staged readings and and full-on plays when when there's not a pandemic and you know it's called getting on the boards you know the like broadway the boards oh that's amazing Mm -hmm. so a lot of people don't know that yeah i mean i think you you mentioned to me before right you told me before you were you you, your background has always been in theater right and Mm -hmm. then you showed me that picture when you were in um theater oh yes um you know uh years ago but um kind of like that's that's also because you have a creative vibe in you so you do poetry you do um Broadway um stage acting or stage performance um it's Mm -hmm. kind of like channeling um, your creativity there mm-hmm. and um, I just wanted to say like really quickly when I first met Deb uh, you mentioned to me that you've always been everyone else cheerleader 
Right. And then when I met you and I wanted to invite you to my collaboration book, it is done here. Hi. And then I'm like, uh, and then you told me, you know what? I mean, it's this time book? for me. <laughs> yes, this book, we, we got to be cool and have it done. I, I have it. We, we kind of like, you know, take the picture <laughs> and kind of pull the book together, didn't we? And just like be with the cool part. There we go. And there we go. Oopsie. Brilliant. Oh, I love so, your case. Thank you. It's, it's like sunshine so shiny. as well, isn't it? <laughs> and you mentioned that now you've been yes. everyone else cheerleader for the last how many every years, but today is the time when you are becoming your own biggest cheerleader. Correct. And this is why, you know, I see that that day when Deb told me, I'm like, oh yeah. Like I can see her like putting yourself out there, like cheering for yourself, for others, <laughs> cheering for others, cheering for yourself, right. and becoming mm-hmm. other other people's biggest cheerleader and your own biggest biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for your essence, for putting yourself out there, for sharing your voice, your beautiful, heartwarming, self soothing voice that can help you know uh, grieving hearts, uh, transitioning from the heartbreak to slowly transitioning to joy or happiness mm-hmm. and feeling mm-hmm. the life force so Deb darling let's end with your final poetry of absolutely. today absolutely and in fact uh, it it is the title piece the grieving heart yes and I think it says it all yes put the glasses back on <laughs> <clears throat> the grieving heart is a heavy heart for it bears the weight of a loss It can feel like a broken heart, which at times is angry, frightened, and confused. The grieving heart requires special handling because it is so bruised. But given time, it will mend. What is most important for the grieving heart to know is that it must be allowed time and space to grieve. The grieving heart is a giving heart that can find ways to turn the pain into a means of affecting a positive future while honoring the loved one lost to them. The grieving heart is a hopeful heart that one day we will find a cure or build the ballpark or break ground on a new museum for the grieving heart knows no bounds to its creativity. It will put into words, pictures, paintings, songs, sculpture, dance, whatever it takes to remember their loved ones. The grieving heart is so full of love, which is what causes it to hurt so much until it has had time to grieve and thus heal. The grieving heart is everyone's heart from time to time. So find your way to turn this loss into an action that will honor the one for whom you grieve today. Create a legacy of love for them that you can leave behind or when you are ready, but not before it's time, walk away from your grieving heart and do what honors the one lost to you the most. Live your life. Oh, what a beautiful thing to say and what a beautiful thing to add to like the grieving heart is the heart because it loves the most, right? That's why it hurts. And when we're ready, we can walk away from it and live our life to the best that we can in memory or in honor of those that we love 
from all. So thank you so much, Deb Rossman. What a beautiful um, conversation. Like, um, <laughs> now I'm like, I got to sort myself out after this. Like, this all, like, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Exactly. It's okay. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me today. And, you know, and I pray that this, this voice of yours, this message story is going to soothe thousands and millions of people as time goes on to soothe their grieving heart or may know others who need some help or you know many others who, who need some um, cuddles or right. the grieving heart or your book so the grieving heart is available both the grieving heart and it is done are available on amazon Correct. So if you haven't already got a copy, go and grab a copy. Um, Deb has Kindle version. She also has paperback. Deb, darling, do you have Audible version just for uh, for the grieving heart or is it Kindle and paperback? Not at this time. Um, actually, one of the things that I am doing with my channel is to give an Audible version, basically, you know, because that I am working. I am working my way through through the book and so that people will be able to just hit play, close their eyes and listen to me read. That is amazing. So you can go to Deb's um, YouTube channel, which is called Deb Rossman, The Joyful Griever, and you can find her on debrossman.com. So Deb, thank you so much. What a wonderful, beautiful conversation today. Um, may peace be upon you until the next episode. This is your host, Dr. Istihar Jamil. Tell yourself, yes, I can. And so it is done. Deb, darling, say bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, my gorgeous friend. Thank you. <laughs>